Amen, yes, amen. Well, if I haven't had the chance to meet you yet, my name is Rebecca Marlowe. I'm the worship coordinator and ministry assistant here at the Fishers campus. I have a question for you today. Has there ever been a time in your life where you've had to moment by moment trust God? Today we are going to look at a woman who did just that. But before we go any further, let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Dear Lord, I pray that today as I bring your word and we learn about trusting you moment by moment, that you would use your servant to speak your truth. Let it be about you, God. Let it not be about me, Jesus. In your name, amen. About six weeks ago, I was sitting at a, at, in my car at a stoplight, and I got a text message from Pastor Derek, and it said, hey, Becca, would you like to preach for Mother's Day? And I replied back, are you serious? <laughs> and then I replied back, let me pray about it, which meant it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> but I did pray, and I did seek the advice of those who I trust, and ask them to pray for me as I begin to pray about whether or not I should do this. I took a couple days, and then I told Pastor Derek, yes, I'll preach. And for those who don't know, I'm kind of an anxious person, and so when I get really anxious, I don't sleep well. And so as soon as I said, yeah, I'll preach, I thought, oh no, I'm not going to sleep for the next six weeks. (laughs) But the Lord did allow me to sleep. He woke me up in the middle of the night, and he just encouraged me to pray. So I began to pray, um, and I asked the Lord to show me a woman in the Bible who is not very well known, but who made a huge impact. And as I was doing some research, I came across Jacobed, who was Moses' mother. I'm going to give you a little history before we start about the time of when Moses was born. In Exodus 1.15, we learn that Pharaoh had told the midwives to kill all the Hebrew baby boys because he was afraid that the Hebrew people would rise up against him. There was a well-known prophecy about the children of Israel. God had told Abraham that his children would be enslaved, but God would release them and bring them back to the land of the promise. They also knew that someone would be chosen to lead them. When Moses was born, Jochebed knew he had a special purpose. So that's just a little bit about the time of when Moses was born, a little history. In Exodus 2, 1 through 10, we learn about the birth of Moses. Now a man of the tribe of Levi married a Levite woman, and she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. When she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. But when she could not hide him no longer, she got a papyrus basket, put him in a, for him, and coated it with tar and pitch. Then she placed the child in it and put it along the reeds along the bank of the Nile. His sister stood at the distance to see what would happen to him. Then Pharaoh's daughter went down to the Nile to bathe, and her attendants were walking along the riverbank. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent her female slaves to get it. She opened it and saw the baby. He was crying, and she felt sorry for him. This was one of the Hebrew children, she said. 
Then his sister asked Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and get, the Hebrew, get a Hebrew woman to nurse the baby for you? Yes, go, she answered. So the girl went and got the baby's mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this baby and nurse him for me. I will pay you. So the woman took the baby and nursed him. When the child grew older, she took him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. She named him Moses, saying, I drew him out of the water. So what did Jochebed do? Jochebed chose faith over fear. Considering the decree that all baby boys should be killed, imagine Jochebed's state of mind during her pregnancy. Now this was not the age where sonograms were a thing. You didn't know if you were having a boy or a girl. So I, we don't know if Jochebed prayed for a baby girl so she could avoid possible anguish. I will never forget when I saw Eli for the first time on my sonogram. His heart was beating, he was moving around. I didn't know if he was a boy or a girl yet, and I remember the time between the first sonogram and the time where we found out if he was gonna be a boy or a girl. That time for me was full of, I, don't, I hope he's growing okay, I only know I'm still pregnant because I'm having all this morning sickness, but it was a time of trusting God that things were going well. I re remember when we found out that we were having a boy, we immediately went and we started shopping for clothes. And then I remember when we found out that Isabel was coming and she was a girl. I went and bought the biggest bows there was and that poor child had to wear bows that were bigger than her head until she was in fourth grade. And then she was like, Mom, I'm, I'm a little too old right now for those big bows. And I remember when Eli and Izzy went with us to figure out that Liam was a boy. And I remember that the um, person who did the sonogram, the technician, she gave Eli and Izzy a picture of Liam. And Izzy held on to that picture. She slept with it. She showed everybody. She was so excited to be having another brother. But looking back to Jochebed, one thing I know for sure, Jochebed chose to trust God about this issue during some very terrible and turbulent times. How often do we have to trust God with issues in the world we currently live in? Hebrews 11.23 says that Jochebed and her husband were not afraid of the king's edict. So Jochebed chose faith over fear, and Jochebed trusted God each day. Scripture tells us that Jochebed hid Moses for three months. That was three months of keeping a newborn baby quiet so that no one would hear him cry to arouse suspicion about him. At any point... During these 90 days, Moses could have been discovered. It required faith to trust God like this. This is moment-by-moment moment trust. I asked this question to start off, but how many of you have had times of moment-by-moment moment trusting God? I know I have. In particular, I think of one um, story in my life. Mark and I were seniors in high school, and Mark was going through congestive heart failure, and he was scheduled to have a um, surgery that would replace one of his heart valves. He, they were going to replace it with a pig valve, and when the pig valve came in, it wasn't the right size, so they had to send 
for the correct size pig valve. Well, in that length of time it took to get a new pig valve in, he actually coded twice, and they had to revive him. I lived in Illinois, and he lived here in Indianapolis, and I was driving to meet, um, to come down and be with him during his surgery. And as soon as I got here, my best friend said, get in the car, we have to go to Riley, we have, Mark's not doing well. So we get to Riley, and I'll never forget sitting in that waiting room with his parents, and hour by hour, waiting, moment by moment, waiting to hear from the nurse who would call and give us updates. I slept on the cold, hard Riley's Children's Hospital floor. We were just waiting to hear if Mark had made it through the surgery. Thankfully, he's sitting right here this morning. Praise God for that. Amen. Amen. He received a mechanical valve, so he ticks like a watch. So if you ever get real close to him and hear it, that's what it is. It was a great thing when we had babies because if they were fussy or anything, I would just lay them on his chest and that, that valve would help put them to sleep. <laughs> and like the widow of Zarephath, who had to trust God each day for food during a famine, Jochebed had to do the same thing for the preservation of her baby's life. She also had to learn to let go and let God Moses had gotten to the point where Jochebed could no longer, where she could no longer hide him. Maybe his cries had become louder and stronger. It was time for Jochebed to do something else. When she put that basket with her precious baby on the water, she was putting her baby in God's hands. I find it interesting that the Hebrew word for basket that Moses' mother prepared is the same word used in Genesis 6:14 for the ark that preserves Noah and his family from a watery judgment. This river called the Nile was filled with all kinds of dangerous creatures that could kill and swallow a baby without much effort. She was literally and spiritually letting go and allowing God to have his way. The basket could have ended up anywhere in the current, but she trusted God to carry out his will. Man, as parents, we dedicate our children to the Lord. We say, not my will, God, but your will. Not my calling, God, but your calling. And I don't know about you, now that I have teenagers, my prayer life has grown exponentially. <laughs> I have to pray every day, Lord, Lord, I give them to you. Lord, I send them off to school. Help them to make wise choices. Help them not to get detention, Lord. Lord, help them. And as they are now of the age where they're getting in cars with other teenagers, I have to say, Lord, help them to remember to be smart. Help them to remember all the things that Mark and I have taught them. Protect them, Lord. Put your angels around that car. I don't know about you, but I had people in my life, have and had people in my life, who pray for me, and I'm so thankful for that. I have parents who pray for me. I had a grandma who prayed for me. I remember as a child waking up at my grandma and grandpa's house and my grandparents being in the living room with the Bibles opened. They were reading God's word and they were down on their hands and knees praying for their children and grandchildren by name. Parents, better yet mothers, never underestimate the power of your prayer. They are powerful. And don't stop praying for your kids, even when they're 39 years old, right, Mom? 
Each child has a purpose for which they were born. Parents, you should ask God to reveal that purpose so you can partner with God in preparing your child for that call. I'm going to show a video. They call this young man the fiery witness. This is just a small clip from him, and I think it goes perfectly with what I'm saying. Please play the video. We all know Moses, but the Bible is very clear that Moses' calling did not start with Moses. It started with his parents. And it first highlights the faith of Moses' parents as the ground for Moses' calling. Parents, never underestimate your commitment, your faithfulness to God. Because even if you will not go to great places, you create a platform for your children to be used by God. That's why Paul said to Timothy, he says, the faith that is in you, it didn't originate in you. It was in your mama. In fact, it started with your grandma. And the reason why you are Timothy today is because somebody laid a foundation. Because if you are paying the price and not seeing results, that means somebody else will reap the benefit. But if you did not pay the price and you're reaping results, that means somebody else paid the price, never saw the fruit, and now you are reaping that fruit. That reminds those of us in here today who are parents, your children will carry your spiritual passions. What you do in moderation, they will do in excess. Did you hear that last part? Your children will carry your spiritual passion. What you do in moderation, your children will do in excess. Amen? Amen. That kid's going places. I know it. (laughs) Next, Jacobin taught Moses his spiritual and cultural identity. If Jochebed had any doubts about Moses having a special call, those doubts would have been destroyed when God saved him, when God saved his life through the Egyptian princess. Jochebed knew that she had a short time to prepare Moses. Some people think that Jochebed would have been allowed to keep Moses until he was weaned, and approximately at the earliest it would have been three years old. I think she had him for longer, as she was able to teach him enough to set his heart permanently on the knowledge of God, of the God of heaven, and his purpose and his calling. Jochebed made every, made very good use of the time she had with Moses before he had to be completely handed over to Pharaoh's daughter for the training in the ways of the Egyptians. The early years of a child's life create most of what they need to go through life. Their identity is a very important part of that. Children should understand who they are and who they belong to. That, at different times, is hard. Sometimes kids forget. And as moms and as parents, it is our job to remind our children of that. Amen? Do your best, and God will do the rest. Jochebed had a difficult situation, but much is to be said about how she approached it. First, she made a decision to not be frozen in fear. She chose faith, and then she allowed her faith to stir her to action. She hid Moses for as long as she could. When that no longer held, she put Moses on the river and left Miriam to watch. In other words, 
Jochebed just didn't sit still in her faith. She put action with her faith. Jochebed did what she could and let God do the rest. Because of that, God orchestrates the pieces when we trust him. When Jochebed created the plan to put her baby on the river, things could have gone in any number of ways, even with Miriam watching. But God allowed the time she put the baby on the Nile to coincide with the time Pharaoh's daughter was about to bathe in the river. This was no regular bath like we do in the mornings or in the evening. The Nile River was considered sacred and was worshipped. Her bath was a ritualistic activity with a religious purpose because the river was thought to be healing as well as protecting. The whole scene was in itself a miracle. Pharaoh's daughter would have been raised to hate the Hebrews. When she saw the basket with the, ba- with the Hebrew baby, her expected response would have been to push the baby further out and to let nature take its course. But Moses was crying. God put compassion in her heart, and she acted on it by adopting Moses instead of allowing him to suffer and die. And Miriam was right there to reroute baby Moses to his mother. The fact that Pharaoh's daughter decided to adopt Moses was truly a miracle. I already told you the fact that she was supposed to be the enemy. Instead, God made her a submissive friend. I want to pause and take a moment and say, not all mothers are biological mothers. There's something for spiritual mothers. And I, my best friend's mom, Debbie Bosworth, has and is, or was and is, my spiritual mother. She told me like it was. She didn't, she didn't sugarcoat anything. She, um, she was my first youth pastor. She was the one who was like, you're leading worship for youth. No ifs, ands, and buts. Learn to the guitar and learn to lead worship. She introduced me to Mark. We did family vacation and holidays together. The Bosworths are family to me. But I will always remember the spiritual lessons she taught me. I'm 39 years old, and I still do life with the Bosworth family. So, in closing today, I want to say, God rewards faith. Over and over throughout the Bible, we see God rewarding those who trust him. Jochebed is one such example of faith. Because she trusted God and made her faith practical and active, Jochebed got her baby back. What's even more interesting is that she got paid to take care of Moses. When I read that, I thought, God, you truly have a sense of humor. God asks us to trust him. Our faith in him brings him pleasure. Hebrews eleven six says that. When we step out in faith, we give God permission to move as well. This was a huge step of faith for me to get up here today. I would rather be singing in front of lots of people than standing up here talking to few people. But let me tell you that the enemy has been at work. He has been trying to get at me from every angle. Are you really called? I don't think you're good enough to do this. 
you're getting up here and talking about being a mother and a parent, you're not really even a good one. Have you really heard from God about what you're supposed to talk about? All these things. But as the Bible says, and Pastor Nathan often reminds us, anything done in faith is pleasing to God. Amen. Worship team, if you would come forward at this time. Thank you, Jesus. We don't know what happened to Jochebed, but one thing is certain. She truly made her mark on the world. Her legacy is in the works of Moses, who became one of the most powerful leaders in the Bible. Jochebed didn't just believe. She made her faith come alive through courageous living and practical parenting. Mothers, you may feel discouraged because you don't feel like your prayers are being answered or that you're not doing a good enough job, or the enemy may be whispering lies of things that keep you awake at night. Maybe you've been praying for a lost child. I encourage you to keep at it. I encourage you to continue to faithfully pray and believe. I encourage you to put your trust in the Lord that he has your kids. You never know. You may be raising the next Moses or the next David. Amen. At this time, I'm going to ask the prayer team to come forward. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to rate us, share with a friend, and hit subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you stream your podcasts. Our mission is simple. Come to life, connect to grow, find your purpose, make a difference. Thanks for listening to the Life Church Podcast.